Hey y'all, welcome to the Visit Roswell podcast where we talk all things tourism and hospitality related in Roswell, Georgia. We will be interviewing our partners all throughout the community and hopefully inspiring you to plan a trip to visit Roswell at your natural pace. Hello, everybody. This is Andy Williams, Executive Director of Visit Roswell, the City of Roswell's Convention and Visitors Bureau. And welcome back to another episode of Crafting Roswell, where we talk all things hospitality throughout the community. And uh, today, uh, it's, it's our pleasure to have on Anita Farley. Anita is the uh, Producing Artistic Director for the Georgia Ensemble Theater, which is a key player here in the uh, Roswell community for performing arts. And uh, we're going to talk about a number of different things today uh, as far as what the Georgia Ensemble Theater um, has been through with the pandemic, where they're heading now, and then, of course, how you can support with everything that's coming online and, and getting back to normal. So, um, Anita, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolutely. So for our listeners who maybe are a little bit unfamiliar with Georgia Ensemble Theater or know a little bit about you, um, but would like to know more, give us kind of the background on how it all got started and how many years you all have been in operation and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, um, in 1992, the Roswell Cultural Arts Center, which was the Roswell Auditorium at that time, uh, was built and um, it was built without a particular plan about how it was going to be used. And there was a woman at the time who was the assistant to Hug Mabry, the mayor, and she knew Bob Farley, my, uh, my late husband, and uh, knew we were looking to start a new theater company. And she started talking to Pug and the vision just grew from there. So the um, Marin Council in 1992 decided they wanted a professional theater company in their community. And they invited us to come at, at, and perform at the Roswell Cultural Arts Center where we became the resident theater company and have been for the past almost 30 years now. Um, we had our offices in the location. We did all of our rehearsing and everything, but there's been some changes uh, this during the pandemic, which we'll talk about in a little while, I think. And um, and uh, we've made a lot of lemonade this year. Absolutely. But our main stage productions, yeah, our main stage productions are, are still all going to be at the Roswell Cultural Arts Center. But now we have a second space, a studio space that is over by the hospital. And um, we will be uh, developing Roswell's very first black box theater there. So we'll have other opportunities for performance. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are to, you know, the, from then to, to, to today. Sure, sure. Well, and give us the rundown on kind of like the makeup of the staff, because I think um, people know your face, they, they know what you do, and really you're the face of the organization, but there are other members and they have, um, you know, they touch different things. I was on the website even, and I was kind of like, man, I, I didn't even know um, that some of these positions were in existence, but it makes sense. So what's the breakdown of the staff makeup? Well, our full-time staff, we used to have 12 members and during during the pandemic, we started looking at ways to reinvent ourselves. So now we're gonna be down to nine full-time staff members. And that will be myself, producing artistic director, our associate artistic director, Jim Donatio, uh, our communications director, Mary uh, Seville, education director, Laurel Crow, 
and then we are in the process right now of hiring a production manager, a box office manager, a business manager, a development manager, and a, a TD master builder. So if you know anyone out there who's looking for any of those positions, send them my way. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, absolutely will do. Because some of those, some of those positions do not have to have a theater background, like the business sure. manager, yeah, or yeah, development that, manager. That makes sense. That's really, uh, that's interesting, but it makes sense too. Um, well, you know, we, we hit on the pandemic and gosh, I mean, you know what it's done to tourism. I mean, you all are a tourism partner of ours. Um, and obviously have had to totally adapt. And I remember back during spring of 2020, you and I were having conversations even, and it threw us all, you know, way off. So what did that look like? Kind of walk us through what it looked like at the peak of its just um, <laughs> rock bottom, I guess we could call it. And then kind you mean of the never ending pandemic, right? <laughs> and the ever changing pandemic. That's it. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it devastated our entire industry. Um, I, you know, we talk a lot about the restaurants, uh, performing arts, professional theaters, even community theaters shut down completely. The entire industry across the nation shut down. Mm -hmm. Even Broadway is closed down. So it was pretty devastating to, um, to, to, to us. Fortunately, the PPL came out and, um, Kudos, shout outs to Sonovas Bank who managed our PP loan because our re, when, when we retired it, it was could not have been easier. And they just did, they just streamlined it, made the entire process wonderful. And that allowed us to keep all of our staff um, paid through November. And of course, every two weeks we thought things were going to get better things were going to get better we were going to open we were going to have a season we were going to do some performances and then finally in november um we just finally came to the realization that we had to shut down so we went into complete hibernation we kept two staff members um, on payroll just to um well our education departments stayed up and running and did a marvelous job but our um, our main stage, of course, uh, completely shut down, um, and we were shut down until July first. So what that meant for George Ensemble Theater, because it, during that period of time, people went out and got other jobs. I mean, you can't just expect people to sit home and not get paid and and not um, not work. And so they went out and got other jobs as happened across our industry. So we're having a challenging time now restaffing and it's more like starting the theater from scratch than it is start restarting the theater. Right. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're running just as fast as we can. You know, there's this line in Alice in Wonderland where she's talking to the white queen and she says, I run and I run and I run and I, keep ending up in the same place mm -hmm. and the white queen says well my dear you have to run even faster if you want to get anywhere and i feel like that's what's happened to the arts industry um oh, oh, during this pandemic now that we're all thinking about starting up again yeah absolutely which we well, are which we yeah are. yeah and you know even here at the um the cvb we've kind of re-had to really kind of rethink some of the different models, uh, business models of some of the components of our organization and, and what that looks like moving forward. And it's, um, you know, it's a bittersweet type situation, but kind of look at it also as an opportunity to, hey, to your point, start from square one again and see where we build back and how we can build back better. Um, when you mentioned- That's too, exactly right. Yeah, and, and you had mentioned like the black box theater over there and everything. So um, the, the 
GET, Georgia Ensemble Theater Office, is no longer over at the Cultural Arts Center. So let's talk about how you all are operating. Are you fully remote, yet you're still getting back with a schedule, What you know, and, and then the change of location? So talk to me about that. Yeah, we'll still be maintaining a box office, which will be open prior to shows um, and through, through, through the shows. Um, uh, I don't know what that's going to look like on a day-to-day -day basis right now, but we do. We will have a box office over at the Cultural Arts Center. Everything else has moved to our location at 615 Hembury Parkway. It's across from the hospital, and um, most of our staff is working hybrid. Uh, they will work from home as well as in the office. Uh, we will have a main stage, uh, I mean, a, um, a block, black box theater, and... Uh, it, we're in the process of raising money for those renovations and uh, we will be doing all of our classes there. The, you know, I talked about making lemonade. We really resisted leaving the cultural arts center because, you know, that that's where our, our identity was. Our patrons knew where we were, but you know what? Our camp this summer was had a, a, a higher enrollment than we've had in many, many years. We are able to schedule more classes. We'll have classes every day of the week. Um, and um, it's just, you know, there, it, it, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities that we didn't have before. And, and another thing, I, Roswell doesn't like to hear this, but because we're still in Roswell, but a little closer to Alpharetta, we're being, being able to draw a lot of students from Alpharetta as well. I can see that, yeah, Geog uh, geography, you know, certainly plays a role for sure. Yeah, and our, our 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 registrations and tuitions are really robust right now. So I'm very excited about that. And I hope that portends well for our main stage season. Well, and that, that perfect segue into the next question. Um, so fingers crossed, you know, things are kind of getting back. We're trying to figure out how to move forward and all that good stuff. What's the uh, the upcoming production schedule look like? Are you excited? Are you optimistic? Yeah, yeah, really excited. We're, we're staffing and gearing up for that. Our production manager is out there um, hiring all of her crew. And um, when we finally knew that we were going to able to move forward on July 1st, it was not in enough time to fully um, realize a full production in by the end of August, because we are locked into our dates at the Cultural Arts Center. So what we did is we decided we would be bringing in four different cabaret concert series uh, during the, the four weekends that we have the space. And during that time, we will announce our season and it will, this first season going back will be a four play um, season with two musicals and two straight plays. And um, we're just really excited about it. It's, it's gonna be lovely. The first, um, all of our patrons love Joe Granston. So our mm -hmm. first, our first uh, weekend is going to be Joe Granston and his um, quartet, not the full uh, 18 piece band, but his quartet. And then the next week is going to be a uh, cabaret called the Ladies of the 80s. And it's gonna be four, four women doing music from the 80s. Following that, we're bringing back our uh, piece that we did at the Chattahoochee Nature Center this summer right. called uh, Summer Surf Party. And we're kind of during the Labor Day weekend giving a nod to the end of summer. 
um, by bringing that back. And then we'll end um, the following week with Terry Burrell, and she's doing Johnny Mercer songs called For the Record. Johnny Mercer for the record. Awesome. So we're really excited about that. We'll be announcing the season on the 21st. Um, and uh, uh, then starting to sell season tickets. And, um, and then by the end of September, we'll be selling us uh, single tickets as well. There's going to be some, some um, uh, protocol in place that uh, I, I just got off a huge meeting with all of the theaters in town. And this is happening across the country. Uh, because of this new Delta variant, uh, we are going to be requiring um, that people bring a negative COVID test, or if they don't want to take a COVID test, bring their vaccination card and, and prove that they, so they have to be vaccinated or negative for COVID. Um, and we will be requiring masks and we will be doing some social distancing as well at the theater. Um, because our patron and our artist's safety is probably more important to us than anything else. Okay, that's good information to know. So I'm glad you were able to mention that on the podcast for sure. Um, good. Okay, well, that sounds like exciting things that are coming up. And for our listeners who, you know, want to support, what's the best way, you know, I know, obviously, they can purchase tickets, they can attend. Uh, are there other ways to support the George Ensemble Theater? Oh, absolutely. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and uh, uh, donations are always welcome. And right now we are in the uh, in the throes of a $50,000 challenge for renovations to the building. We need to put in a lighting grid. We need to do some plumbing work. We need to uh, 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 paint, <laughs> just mm -hmm. paint black box, turn it black, mm -hmm. and uh, and buy buy the risers for the seating. So there's there's quite a bit that still needs to be done. So we're in the middle of that. Um, also, we are we are um, looking at sponsors for our main stage shows. Um, we're starting to line those up. Um, we have a monthly uh, program where you can give as little as ten dollars a month which is, you know, if that's more, um, uh, if that's easier for some folks to do than a, a lump sum, but of course we'll always take the lump sum as well. Sure. And you can, you can learn all about all of these things if you go to our website, which is www.get.org. That's www.get.org. Perfect, easy enough. Um, so, you know, on that same note, then uh, seeking out information on the upcoming performances, plays, um, giving, donating, all that good stuff. Everything is available on that website, and that's the best source for information, right? Absolutely, absolutely, everything is there. Our 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 um, protection plan for the co our COVID um, mitigation plan is mm -hmm. there, as well as you know a lot of information about our board, our. Um, our, our plays, uh, what's coming up, you can buy tickets, make donations, register your kid for camp or classes. Yeah, everything's there. That's great. Well, this has been fantastic. And uh, Anita, I'll give you an opportunity if there's anything else you would like to cover or say or pitch to our listeners, um, now's your time. Well, you know, as I said earlier, the arts have taken a huge hit during COVID. So any support you can give 
is going to be greatly appreciated if it is just buying tickets, buying tickets for clients if you happen to be a business. Um, you know, help us help us get back up and become stronger than ever. Because 100%. we are George, we are the only professional theater company in the Georgia 400 quarter. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree. Well, Anita, thank you so much. Um, again, this has been fantastic. And to all of our listeners, hope you learned a little bit and um, are going to be able to reach out and support the George Ensemble Theater, whether with uh, with donations or um, advocacy or, you know, attending an event, a performance, a play. Um, this has been another episode of Crafting Roswell. We look forward to being back with you next time to talk all things hospitality. And uh, of course, for any other information on the destination, where to stay, where to dine, special events to attend, natural amenities to visit, check out www.visitroswellga.com. And we will look forward to being with you next time. Thanks so much.